the block. And the Blazers win the series for the first time in 14 years. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Rip City Rundown podcast. It is episode 50, a milestone episode, an episode that's kind of just a indictment on how far we've come because tons of announcements have been coming out. If you don't already know, if you haven't followed our Instagram or Twitter, we are having a big step in our brand coming in October. We're going to roll the clip right now. Talk about a bit of merch, talk about a little bit of a website. Big things are coming to Rip City Rundown. It's coming in October. We will be launching our website and dropping our first set of merchandise. We will be dropping black, red, and white shirts all across the board from Rip City Rundown themed merch to Trailblazers inspired merch as well. Sweatshirts and hats will be included as well. The first drop will be limited edition, so go follow our Twitter and Instagram so you don't miss out on any of this news. We're super excited about this next step in our brand and we hope you guys enjoy. That is right. We are dropping merch and website coming in October. We're super excited, Cody. I mean, again, huge step for us. Like, I'm so excited for this. Yeah, 50, first of all, 50 podcasts, halfway to 100, halfway to that big number. And that merch looks sexy. Not going to lie. We got the okay, bad my shot. Per- my personal favorite, the OKC one, the bad shot. On the back, you got the three-point line. X marks the spot, 37 feet out. Just distinctive, just unique. You know, I want I want someone to wear that shirt and come up to me and say, "Hey, that's a cool shirt. Where'd you buy it?" Rip City Rundown. Anyway, um, yeah, super happy about that. Interesting day. I had a long drive, but you know, <laughs> glad- yeah, that we're we're gonna t- glad to be home for some podcasts. Yeah. For we're, sure. we're just excited to finally get on the podcast. Finally, get a working podcast. Had a little trouble earlier in recording, but looks like we're good now. But yeah, you know, we we have come a long way. And you know, again, we're just doing all this before we get into the actual content. And it's it's gonna be a good podcast today. So stay tuned. But we started off, it was just me, no or just audio, no video. Then we moved on to me and West, who obviously isn't here with us again today. But again, he's for those that know, he's obviously normally on the podcast, but we just have two today. Then we brought in Cody, still no face cam, and then we moved on to the face cam along with obviously the audio and We've grown a ton over the last couple months, and we just want to continue to grow. Super excited for the season, and super excited yes. to know. I'm, I I love the merch, and I'm not just saying that because it, I think it's cool because we designed it. But it's a clean shirt. You got the Rip City Rundown logo on the top. You guys already saw the skyline. It's on this shirt I'm wearing right now. This is yeah. not our merch, but like this is a shirt I made before too. But trust me, it's going to be high quality merch. I I'm really looking forward to it. But let's jump yeah. in to what we really want to talk about today. Kind of player previews all around the board, but we really want to focus on Anthony Simons. Cody, yeah. this was kind of your idea. What, what are we talking about? I mean, Anthony Simons, just he's the player to watch this year if he wasn't already last year. Um, 20 point score. Okay. We go from a potential MIP. Okay. MIP. And I want to compare Anthony Simons to CJ McCollum because Blazer fans, maybe like five years ago, if you remember, this was the 2016 playoffs. You saw CJ McCollum in the playoffs. That's when he, you know, erupted and turned from a six-point bench player to a 20-point starter. And, you know, I'm having deja vu. I'm having deja vu, not going to lie. And I hope you guys are too because Anthony Simons is the future for our team. Like if Dame were to retire 
tomorrow, like we'd still be not in the worst shape in the world because we have Anthony Simons. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to point that out. How he kind of follows a similar, I guess, career path as CJ McCollum. Um, yeah, averaged twenty points yeah. last year. Super excited. I want to. I want to agree with you there because CJ McCollum's career kind of went, you know, first couple years or first two. I think it was two years. Really not playing at all. Maybe a couple spark minutes here and there, garbage time minutes. And then obviously he got that playoff series where he kind of didn't quite break out, but like he broke out. You could tell he was going to be a good player. And then the following season, he went off. He won most improved player. Anthony Simons, similar, like you said. First couple seasons, spark minutes here or there. A little more playing time than CJ, but not not a ton. And then he has his 20, 30 game stretch where he looks like the real deal. And I compare that to CJ's playoff performance. Obviously, obviously different stakes, different amount of games. But I look at Anthony Simons to have that CJ McCollum type season next year, if not even better. And that's yeah. why the title of this video is, is or it, it is, it is Anthony Simons will be an all-star next year. Yeah. And I know that's a hot take. Okay. And while that might not be the most likely thing to happen, and while it probably won't happen, he is going to put up numbers, in my opinion, that yeah. could warrant him an all-star spot if he got the respect he deserves. For um, just a reminder for all of you viewers and listeners out there, yeah. All-star, so 12 spots from the East and West, 24 total, um, two from each our guards, or four from each our guards, I should say. And the voting when it comes to all-star, it's just Anthony Simons is kind of not in the best position initially to win an all-star because it's 50% fan votes. Okay, NBA fans, they don't know where Anthony Simons is as well as Jordan Poole, for example. Like if Jordan Poole were to have a worse season than Anthony Simons, next season i still think jordan Poole will get the nod over anthony simons just because you know all the warriors games are you know on espn tnt everyone watches the warriors everyone knows who jordan Poole is not anthony simons he's not you know winning that popular vote and then 25 percent of the all-star vote is player and then the other and the remaining 25 percent is media but it just shows how it is kind of just a popularity competition and obviously just most nba fans in general don't you know, view the Blazers just as much as like the Lakers. I don't, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, yeah. we saw that exactly with Clay Thompson didn't play a game in the first half of the season and was six and all-star voting for guards. Kyrie Irving, you know, he didn't play last year either. Like, the first half of the season, we don't even want to get into Kyrie. We made a video on that him and Dan, but he sat out because he didn't want to get the vaccine or yeah, that's exactly why. Yeah. And he was in the all-star voting Carmelo Anthony, who was, trash now he is not good he we saw him in portland and just because he's on the lakers and his name is carmelo anthony he was in the top 10 and forwards last year so i think the all-star voting while yes normally the best players do end up getting in we see scenarios where players that aren't deserving get in for example andrew wiggins he probably should not have been an all-star last year especially not an all-star starter so that just goes to show how skewed the voting is but when we say anthony simons will be an all-star i don't think we actually think he will actually suit up for the game but he is going to be an all-star caliber player, similar to a CJ McCollum. CJ McCollum. What do you give Anthony Simon's odds of winning the all-star at odds? the moment? Yeah, like out of hundred percent um, means he's going to I mean, make it's it's so hard. There's so many factors, but throw 10%, out a number. Ten percent. Ten percent. Okay, I'll I, go a little I higher. Think, yeah. I'll give him twenty. I'll give him twenty-five. Twenty-five? Has, That's high. He has to put up some astronomical numbers to beat some of these guards. He has to be a top five guard in the West. That's the reality. Yeah, yeah, and I just 
when you look at the West, obviously Donovan Mitchell got traded, so that takes an all-star out, but you got Steph Curry. You've got Damian Lillard. You've got Luka. You've got Devin Booker. Chris Paul. Jaw. I was not even going to mention Jaw. Um, Same. DJ. I mentioned him. How's New Orleans in the West? Don't know. Anyway. Oh, makes no sense. Well, that's another story for another day. But CJ could <laughs> CJ could seriously make an all-star game. And Anthony Edwards, Jamal Murray. There's a lot of talent in the West. That's from team's perspective to player perspective. The West is a really hard... And the NBA in general. There's just a ton of talent now in the NBA. And the all-star yeah. games, there's going to be a lot of all-star quality players that don't actually make the all-star game. And while Anthony Simons next year exactly might not be an all-star and might not have the exact numbers to do it he's capable of it and i think for sure in his career he'll be an all-star but i think he could very well average 23 points next year and five assists on really really good shooting he said in his interview with uh the jack ramsey's podcast which is another blazer podcast out there that he's trying to be a 50 40 90 guy he wants to shoot 40 percent from three 50 percent from the field 90 percent from the line like it's a hard thing to do not many players do that but i think simons is actually capable of it he shot over 40% from the field last year or from three last year, shot like 88 from the free throw line. So he can get that up. The hardest thing is getting that 50% from the field, but I think he was like 46. Like he's capable. And he was and doing this 50, all if, at the number one. He was the number one. Exactly. Like, you have now getting an, guarded. Dame with you. If you're 50, 40, 90 and you're putting up over 20, I don't care who you are. Like that's no. all-star worthy. And that's Dame's really hard to do. But Simon's getting, of it. if Dame's getting double teamed, he's going to have, you know, more open looks. Shooting is going to be shooting numbers might go up, um, but you know pressure will also be on. Pressure will mm-hmm. also be on. New contract, new contract. You got to play up to your expectations, and you know, look at us. We're setting the bar pretty high for him here, saying he's going to be an all star. But, but yeah, we obviously hope. I think it's good there. Another thing for that pressure is Simon's hasn't obviously he had no pressure at all last year because we had no expectations of winning. That's going to be more pressure trying to go for wins and actually playing for a team that's going to want to make the playoffs. Now everyone knows you're that good. So you, even though you have Dame, you have more of a reputation. You might, you're now going to get the second best defender instead of say, I don't know who it would be, Jeremy Grant maybe. Like you could get a wing on you, a bigger man. So expectations are higher, but I think that's for the right reasons. He was one of the best catch and shoot three point shooters last year. He's going to get a lot of that this year. I expect twenty plus a game. Him and he's going to be the new CJ McCollum, just more efficient. He doesn't need the ball in his hands like CJ. I love CJ. I really do. But like Simon's definitely has more potential than him. And he yeah. is a, he's, I think, if not an all star next year, he is going to catapult himself into that all star caliber player. He's going to be in the conversations with, I'm not going to say like a Devin Booker, but like he'll be on the same tier as Jamal Murray. And that's yeah, a pretty like, good tier to be on. I feel yeah. like as the Blazers just team, that's the biggest, you know, nods, nod um, benefit. CJ or Simons has over CJ is that he does not need the ball in his hands. Mm-hmm. You know, we've been, we've been watching this the last six years. It's Blazers throwing up the ball. Who's going to do at the ISO? Is it Dame CJ? Who, who's, who's feeling this possession? Who has more <laughs> energy in their lungs? Yeah. We but, saw a hey, closeout game against OKC. It was Dame's turn. Closeout game yeah. against Denver. It was CJ's turn. It's just, what who wants Dame, it? What was, what was Dame doing in game seven? Camping on three point lane, ready for an open shot. What was CJ doing? Watching game close, watching Dame close out the game in thunder. He was sitting on the sidelines waiting for, I don't know a rebound from Nurk to find him on off days. Oh, not minutes. Nurk. I don't know. Not Nurk. Oh yeah, not Nurk. He was hurt. We'll get into him later. But yeah, um, I think CJ and and I think Simons has better 
potential on the defensive end. The facts. That's something that is it just me or does he just look bigger? He's maybe so much I mean, taller, it's the, bigger it's athleticism. He's got a bigger wingspan. He's a slam dunk contest champion for like oh for Christ's sake. Like he's an athletic guy. He's just oh, got to yeah. commit, lock it on defense. And he said in interviews this summer that is the thing he has most worked on this offseason. He even said in quotes when it comes to the team. Um I don't think I have him in front of me, but he was like, this is the best talent we've had on defense since my rookie year. And his rookie year was the year he went to the Western Conference Finals. And even if you're not a good defensive player, there's something about when the players around you are good, that elevates you. Devin Booker was one of the worst defenders in the league his first couple of years. But once they got Mikel Bridges, DeAndre Ayton, Chris Paul, guys that play some defense, they became a good defense. He became a better defender. Like Dame has never played with and solid defensive wings like he will this year and really good defensive guards like Gary Payton, Josh Hart. The times he did, Western Conference Finals year, we had a good defense that year. We had we had uh, Harkless, Aminu, Nurkic when he was at a high plus value defender. So defense-wise, I think Simons will definitely see a step up. And I think that's where his most value, or not value, his the biggest questions are raised, obviously, but that's where he could get the most value in his improvement because if he if he locks on defense then you kind of stop the questions of is this dame cj 2.0 yeah if this might be not necessarily a hot take but if simons improves as much as he did last year this year i think he's an all-star lock because he went from a oh yeah a bench player to a 20 point player and if he does that again you know i think i think a kind of path he could go on again this is like this is a really hard thing to do. I have a ton of faith in him, but when you're not the number one option, this is hard to do. Like he, you could see a jaw jump. Like jaw jump from his rookie year was like 15 points per game, or no, or his rookie year was like 18 points a game, and that's kind of what Simons was last year. Obviously, Simons the whole year averaged 17, but his starting games he was like 23, and jaw jumped to like 28. I'm not saying Simons will jump to 28, but like jumping up that much, like that's kind of the comparison I look at. Um. Do you think there's any chance that Simons is the leading scorer on this team? Any chance? I don't think so either. No, that that was no. hot. I was, I was real hot. I was, that yeah, hurt me. I was boiling. Yeah, you you good over there? How? No, no. But I do think there. there's a scenario where Simons is averaging 23 and Dame's averaging 26, where Dame is not as ball dominant. He's not as feeling the need to take every shot down the stretch, or not even down the stretch, just in general. And he averages more assists than normal. And then you see a guy like Jeremy Grant average 16. Nurk gets a lot more involved this year. I, I There's something about Nurk this year. I got high expectations for Nurk. Yeah, Again, we'll you, get into him later. You mentioned uh, a list of the players oh, on yeah. this podcast. You get so, yeah, let's, let's go and jump into that. That's a good, uh, a good way to transition. You know, we're talking about how the Blazers... People were sleeping on the Blazers. We talked about in that in a podcast. If you haven't seen that, go watch it. We're talking about how Simons is getting is going to be underrated next year because he's going to put up good numbers and not get the respect from people around the league. Well, this thing I'm about to read out to you kind of follows that trend. 538, which is one of the or it's like the predictive model for ESPN. They use it a lot. Win total, stuff like that. They'll have your win totals up there. They did something with individual players as well, where they basically put each player in a tier. And each player, every player in the NBA, I only have the Blazers in front of me, so I can't compare. 
but you got your superstar tier, your all-star tier, your role player tiers, your scrub tiers, all across the board. All right. They, they put da- da- Damon superstar. Right? Yeah, no, that's no. the that's Damian Lillard is in the borderline all star tier. Borderline all star nope. tier. Stop, you're capping, right? I'm not, no, like I I for those that are watching the video, Bro. I don't want to spoil the others. You can kind of see it quick. Uh, you can't see it. Doesn't matter. Borderline all star tier. They think Damian Lillard. Borderline, Damian Lillard borderline. is an all star lock. A lock he has for the last five lock years. Put the the only reason code. he wasn't last year is because he was Lock hurt. Oh Damian Lillard God. is averaging uh, again. I Who are these Damian, people? <laughs> <laughs> I said Damian Lillard is a dark. Again, we're so biased, and this isn't even us being biased by saying he's an All Star lock. It's biased when I say he's a dark horse MVP candidate, but he's an All Star lock. I think anyone yeah, in the he's NBA an All Star lock. That the fact that they have a borderline All Star, I get that there's great guards in the NBA. But Dame is going to put himself right back into the top three point cards in the league next year. No questions. He's going to be better than Jaw. You Jaw riders out there. He's better than Trey. Luca, oh, we can obviously. have a conversation. We can, we can have, have a conversation. We can have it. We're and I will gladly accept it. the fact if Luca, you say Luca's better. Yeah. I'm not going to say Dame's not going to have a better season than him next year. But that's just the first thing. That's the first thing. There's multiple things. All right. What's next? It, it couldn't um, get any worse, could didn't it? It couldn't. The next thing on here is a key role player. Is the next so we have right now they have us okay. one borderline all star and two key role players. Who do you think those two key role players are? Uh, Simon's obviously, and I'll go probably Jimmy Grant. Um, what if I told you that none of those two are in that tier? Okay, no, this is actually a joke. This is why I feel like this list is just so trash. This, and okay, but this is this what? is the Who it's, could it be? It's Yusuf Nurkic and Gary okay. Payne the second. And okay, just we'll I, go, okay. before no, we no, get to that, we'll go to the next tier. Rotation players, Anthony Simons, Jeremy oh, okay. Grant, Josh Hart, Nasir Little, Justice Winslow, and the Hold rotation the phone. Hold player the phone. tier. Hold the phone. Rotation Anthony player. Simons, rotation player, is the biggest scam I have ever heard. This guy was a five-point off the bench to a 20-point score. He's going to start for a team. He's going to be in the candidates for an all-star. And he is a rotational player behind Gary freaking Payton. Whoever wrote this, obviously, is just, I don't know. They, they just sit on their couch after work every day and like, oh, let's turn on some ESPN. Oh, who's on? It's the Golden State Warriors. Oh, the, uh, Gary Payton. Oh, he's pretty good. Oh, I'm going to rank him. I'm going to rank him above Anthony Simon. And hey, hey, hey. That is a joke. We're not even saying Gary Payton's a bad player. If you want to put him in that oh tier, my fine. God, no. Anthony Simons Payton. is in the higher tier, guys. Come on. No, guys. I get this. Come on. I love Gary Payton. He probably is what category is he? Key role player, you said? He's a key role player, I think. Yeah, he is. I actually would. But so is here. Jeremy Grant. But and Anthony Simons that, is better than a key role player. But the fact that you're putting Anthony Simons n- below that is just astronomical. Question. Question. Like, What's worse, the borderline all star for Dame or rotation player for Simons? Rotation player for yeah. Simons. 100%. I, I mean, because in a way, it, like, no, I can't. Dame's obviously an all-star, but in a way I can see just because he shot bad last year, he got hurt, he's getting older. Yeah. Like like I from a tiny perspective, I understand, but still no, he's an all-star, obviously. But putting Simons in ro- rotation, ro- they they have their head in their ass. Like, who, was, <laughs> who wrote this dude? Oh man. Okay, but no, I will say something about Nurk. I, I think that's a great um tier for him to put him in key role player because we saw us 
perform without Nurk. Go back to the 2021 Nugget series. Nurk's in. He had the highest plus minus that series, even though Dame carried. Nurk had the highest plus minus. He's the anchor of our team. He's the most impactful player. He fouls out. What happens? We saw it. Yeah. Mellow. Mellow guards. One of the worst teams. One of the worst statistical teams of all time when Nurk was not, not on the floor. And one of the yeah. best statistical teams of all time when Nurk was on the floor that series. That's how impactful he was. You want to go back even more? Let's go to 2019. You know, we have a great record. We're on route to be a three seed, two seed. No, no, I don't know. No, we could have been a two seed, I think. Yeah, anyway. But then Nurk goes down. Canner comes in. And then we get out. And Canner did a valiant effort. But the turnstile defense. It, it, never mind. It's not, we're not going to go into Canter right now. But, yeah, you agree, Nurkic. Nurkic is a very key role player. Yes. If you were putting tiers for the Blazers, you made a tier list yourself. It's Damon's yeah, in the top it. tier. Damon's in the top tier. Here, go watch that. Spoiler alert for what we're going to say now. Damon's in the top tier. Then Simons, Nurk, and Jeremy Grant are in the next tier. And you could argue Simons is like Simons is more important, but I don't know if he's a whole tier more important. Than yeah, that. exactly. So I would put them in, I guess, the key role player, but they're more than a, like Simons is a little more than a role player. He's like, supporting star he's not a star though but you get what i'm trying to say he's in a higher tier he is not a rotational player what Let's do you think that. about josh hart nasir little and justice winslow all in the rotation player tier like i think that's fair wait they're in the same tier as anthony simmons yeah <laughs> wait 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 justin winslow i love it. look i love you but i love justice winslow he's great you are not in the same tier as anthony simmons you are a rotation player justice but you can you, do that yourself. Anthony is not a rotation player. Yeah. He's more okay. than that. Josh um, Hart, sure. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah. Uh, no, that's fine. You know, but yeah, Simons and Grant being like, yeah, Gary Payne is a little too overrated for me for that. I mean, what, um, what was the point of fostering Simons this whole year just to get him, get him in the rotational player tier? Like, <laughs> do not watch basketball. Do you not watch basketball? Right. Um, we Anything got, else? we got, Shaden Sharp and Jabari Walker. Shaden Sharp is in the good prospect. Jabari Walker is in the okay prospect. My only pushback is like I think Jabari Walker at this point is a good prospect. You could argue he's like going to actually get rotational minutes his rookie year. He's definitely the best second round player of the draft this year, probably. Other than maybe a guy that went to the Mavericks. I saw a lot of. I don't remember his name, but he was a steal from the draft. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. That's. Those are in the prospect tiers. Then you got the project tier. Trendon Watford's a project. Greg Brown the third is a project. And Keon Johnson's hmm. a project. Okay, we got Any pushback. Watford in the project. I feel like it's a little dis- disrespectful to the summer league MVP who's getting solid minutes and putting in a lot of points last season. But whatever. you could say, I, I would say he's a rotation player at this point. Yeah, I would too. Because he's, he's a low play. rotation player, but rotation he's gonna play like he's. He's arguably our backup center in a way. No, no, yeah, really. no. He, I think he I arguably mean, is. And then you, Eubank, or you haven't mentioned him yet, have you? No, because Eubanks is in the scrub tier. Oh, okay. The scrub Unfortunately, tier. but I mean, let's be honest, guys. The man's a scrub. He's not though. Like he, he did oh. fine in his minutes too. But I, I guess when they say scrub, they just mean a guy that's like into the bench. He's not actually a scrub, guys. He's in the NBA. Yeah, uh, he would cook. He would cook every single one of you guys. Yep, not me though. Okay, <laughs> Pascal. <laughs> yeah, for those that you don't know, he plays like Pascal Siakam, who's yeah, an all star. Ju- yeah, we like to judge each other by what player are you? 
You're like, uh, I forgot what player you are. I think I was. This is just for fun, like when we play basketball. Yeah, like, I'm not, I think I was like, I play like Jimmy Butler. Was that it? Yeah, it was. Or was it DeRozan? It was a mid-range guy. I don't know, I'll, but I like to I like to do my spins. It's like my some only are more accurate than others. Like, out of this control. is actually accurate. Yeah, because I'm out of control. I like to do my spins, and anyway, you guys don't care about me. About yeah, he he's a, literally a walking tornado, guys. Um, yeah. but yeah, that's that's the five thirty eight projections. It was kind of something I saw on the Blazer Reddit, and I thought it was really interesting, just because borderline All Star for Dame, laughable, Anthony Simons rotation player, just I say it again, laughable worse than that i don't know word but at the moment that's like that person like should be losing his job over that yeah that's how bad it is are you really a sports writer if or whatever it's not even a person it's a freaking ai system so um who cares um i want to talk a little more about nurk because i was gonna i was i mentioned earlier that i have I have a weird feeling about Nurk, and I got I got some weird expectations for him. I actually am like, you're you're obviously of the three guys on the pod, you're the most pro Nurk. I would say. Okay. I'm not saying I'm against Nurk. I think there have been times when I've been against Nurk, but I may not be as high as Nurk on others. But there's something about him this year that I'm excited for watching him in Eurobasket. If you guys don't know, Nurk is just playing for Bosnia right now. You saw the highlight of the dunk, right? Oh yeah, on Rudy Gobert, that was beautiful. Yeah, and let's be honest. Uh, okay, so is he doing on the NBA? No, and you know why? Because this guy—I don't know—French guy, whatever country he's playing against, Nurk pumps for a three. This guy goes flying in the air, buddy. I know he's in the NBA, but you not need to contest a Nurk. Career. <laughs> okay. Know this? I yeah, got a um, wide open lane, but then he still stuffed it on Gobert, who's just yeah. Let's be honest, Gobert is just laughable out there when he's a number one option. He's yeah, it's he's he's awful, but back 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 to Nurk. I've there's something about it. He just looks. I think one more one more thing about the dunk. Uh, yeah. Kind of a scary fall there at the end. He kind of yeah, it's kind of scaring me, panicking with those legs. But yeah, because that fall against the Nets in 2018 was nowhere, or 2019 was. Okay. How nothing. did he get hurt off that fall? His it was double overtime. He's going for a second re- rebound. Just leans back a little bit. Fine landing. Didn't step on anyone. Just. Crap. Injuries Snap. can happen. Injuries can happen on any play, which is another storyline for the Blazers that does not you, need to happen. When I know we're harping on this injury a little too much, but were you watching live when that injury happened? I wasn't. I was on spring break in Cancun. I went to bed. Cancun. Cancun. Cabo. No, can, I don't know. One of the two. They're all the same. All the white girls. You see oh, me I'm like. Going- I'm going to Cancun. I'm going to Cabo. Like I don't care. Okay. Anyway, Cancun on three. Fun. Did you see LeBron and AD there? I did see oh, LeBron. Wait, no, there. sorry, that's 2021. Anyway, that was such a bad joke. <laughs> that was so yeah, bad. Back to Nurk's injury. No, I, I was like the fourth quarter was starting. I went to bed. I fell asleep for like an hour. I woke up. I thought it was the morning. I checked my phone. It's really like 12 at night. I thought it's eight eight in the morning or something. Check my phone. Oh, Blazers won. Yeah, we won, but did we win? No. Oh, did you did you when you saw the score, did you see the injury too, like right away? Yeah. Yeah, see, I'm different. I wasn't watching the game live too, because this is like three years ago, guys. This is I'm still working hard in my I don't know, sophomore high school 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 year. I gotta get to bed early. I got I got tests in the morning. This is a meaningless end of the end of the regular season game that 
in reality, isn't that important in the grand scheme of things. So I go to bed. I wake up in the morning, check to see if the Blazers won. They won. Let's go. I move on. I don't really go on my social media that much. And then an hour later, I'm just like scrolling through Instagram. Boom. I see I see Nurkis art, and I'm like, what? I didn't even realize that when I saw the score. So, yeah, that was pretty sad. But that was devastating. let's hope that never happens again. But back, back to Nurk. Again, I, I, I'm a little high on him coming in this year. I think, I think we could see Nurk 2018 version again, 2019. And my reasoning for that is I think playing in this Eurobasket tournament is really, really good for him because A, he's going to be in game shape right when he comes to training camp. Because training camp is only like three, four weeks away. They're going to Santa Barbara, all, the whole team. They're going to have a little bonding experience down there in California. I hope they enjoy yeah. themselves, but he's going to be in game shape. And then also, I think this is this might give him a little more confidence. He's playing as the number one option. He's leading Bosnia on like a pretty impressive run right now. Like they weren't expected to make this tournament, and they did. He's dominating Gobert out there. He's got Luca on Sunday. I don't know when this podcast will be out, but he's playing Luca. If he gets that one. That'll be nice. But confidence yeah. is high. A new, just a new team. This is the first time Nurkic has been with the Blazers where it's not Dame CJ. And I know it's Dame Ant, but it's a little more Dame and then the rest of the team. It's a full team. So I don't know. And Nurk also got a new contract. He's not worried about his contract. He's got a hefty extension. He's, happy He's taking more than his last contract. I, I like, I, I'm high on Nurk this year. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, you know, athletically, you can argue he's as peak. He's two years past his injury entering year what 28 years old which is you could argue prime age for a center i th- also think he's going to be smarter I, I you get smarter every year but like you know nurk has some questionable not even like how do i say this he's a smart player but like like fouling out yeah Maybe no he's he, getting to his head like he's gonna yeah. just make some overall, decisions sometimes he's just gonna overall be a smarter player athletic player i am i agree with you i think we're gonna see it Big things from Nurk this season. I also think Chauncey will work with him pretty well. I saw yeah. like he he you could tell he liked Chauncey a lot last year, and now that Chauncey truly has a full off season with an actual like a team, I, I'm I'm high on Nurk. But that's my Nurk talk. I yeah. want to get I want to get quickly your thoughts on the not necessarily thoughts, but just reaction to the I guess that is thoughts about the Donovan Mitchell trade because that's gonna that officially signals the Jazz are hitting the full rebuild. They're not going to be good next year. Blazers don't have to worry about the Jazz. We got a little Dame CJ 2.0 team in Cleveland now. Uh, I mean, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, um, good thought. I'm just happy overall because you're taking one team from the West, making them the worst, and then making one team in the East, making them better. It's just you know good if you're a Blazers fan making the West a little worse because it's already pretty stacked the West right now. Yeah. So, you know, the jazz becoming a tanking team is, you know, good news for us. Um, you know, good for Cleveland. They got, like you said, Dame CJ 2.0. You'd like to think you, from a Blazer fan perspective, I'm like, you know, their defense might be questionable. They got Darius Garland, six foot one, Donovan Mitchell, six foot two, lacking there on the size for the guards. Yeah. But then you got to remember they, they actually have support. You know, yeah, Alan Mobley, Allen two of the best interior Allen. defenders in the league. So I'll be interesting. They're they're an interesting, just built team. And then and for Utah, you know, I think you've got to be happy. 
like obviously you hate to see um your team tank but it was time to go for those two yeah. i mean you, the go and they bear got, and they got like nine ball. picks from them from, for the two of them and the yeah, young players a great deal the they got some good deals did not go well and re- remember the stat we mentioned this probably like one podcast a long time ago like uh, maybe this was last season gobert averaged one pass not a, not one assist a game one pass to donovan mitchell a game pass like you you heard that right right like that's just it's just unbelievable that's that, absurd. That, that that tangent even lasted that long in the first place but yeah um well they're done now so good for yeah, us that's I that's the that stat kind of shocked me. I mean, obviously Gobert's not gonna pass a lot in general because he's not told to do that, but one pass a game is wild. But I think the bigger storyline, other than the fact that that's now a team that the Blazers don't have to worry about, is the fact that it's a fire sale in Utah. And there's could the Blazers sneak in and try to grab one of those players that the Jazz are selling? Obviously, Conley's getting sold, maybe Jordan Clarkson, um, Bojan Bogdanovich. Yeah, he's an interesting one. Bojan, or yeah, Bojan Bogdanovich. I mean, I think I he would know. be the one to fit the most with the Blazers. I mean, maybe I'm just being a classic Blazers fan because we do love our three point shooters. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'll take any any. He's, like a, little, he's, a, he's a three pointer that brings a little bit of defense. But again, working with Danny Ainge, he's an expensive expensive GM to work with. You know, he asks for a lot of picks. He asks for a lot of assets. Some other guys that the Blazers could go after. I mean, I've mentioned in the video, Jared Vanderbilt would be a guy that would fit perfectly with the Blazers. He was on Minnesota last year. He's in that Gobert deal. But he averaged like nine rebounds for Minnesota last year. Started started at the power forward position, but almost was like an undersized center next to Cat because he had the most rebounds. Um, and he he would be a perfect backup center role for the Blazers because he could play a little four, but he plays the five at a high level for his size. And I know he would be undersized for the position, but he plays bigger than he is. The issue is, I don't know if Danny Ainge is getting rid of him. And if he does, he's going to ask for a lot. So that's a steep price for the Blazers to ask for, for a player that isn't necessarily going to put them over the top, but just make them subtly better at one position. So yeah, that, yeah, that makes sense. It's hard to work with the jazz just because Danny Ainge is a guy. I don't know if you really want to work with. But we, we mention all this of picking up a players because I don't think we've talked about this at all. Yeah, we have it on a podcast. Is the fact that Didi Luzada got released. Oh, yeah. Shout out, or I don't know. Shout out. See you, Didi. Yeah. Um, he might come back. It? Hopefully, we'll see you later. And Where? On another team. I don't, I don't know, know if he's going to make another team. You know, I'd never heard of him before he came to the Blazers. I never saw him on an NBA floor, or college floor. I don't know where he came from. But, you yeah. know, played like 12 games with the Blazers last year, didn't do a thing. And then, you know, summer league is when you have a chance to make a name for yourself. You know, Keon Johnson had a great summer league. You know, Didi Luzada, I think, put up a couple goose eggs. You can't and do that in the summer you league. You can't do that as a guard in the summer league. If you, if you can't, if you're, doing that in the, if you're doing that in the summer league, then, yeah, you might just not be built for the NBA, unfortunately. But, so, you know, we've seen players be out in and out of the G League for years and then come back to be really good. So yeah, you never know. Never but know. yeah, DD's gone, so we have an open roster spot. You don't know if they're gonna use that roster spot and fill it immediately when the season starts. We could go into the season with just 14 players. That's not out of the question or necessarily rare. But 
it does kind of stir the conversation as who the Blazers could pick up with that last spot, whether it's trade or free agent. Saw some yeah. things free agency. I'm going to throw out a name for you. I want to tell me, tell me how you feel about it. All would, right. Like, would you be interested in this? And it's LaMarcus Aldridge. He's still a free agent, still out there. Would come back to Portland. First time since 2015. Fans have different opinions on him. Some would welcome the idea of the homecoming. Some would not because he left on mm. sour terms. So, what, now, what would you feel about it? It's a really interesting one. Um, Marcus, when I started, you know, my first year of being a Blazer fan, Lamarcus Aldridge was basically my favorite player. I liked Brandon Roy too, but, you know, he was my name in a way. You know, he's yeah. like my favorite player on the team. So I have a soft spot in my heart for him. But I don't know, looking at it in today's perspective, I actually don't think he would fit well with this team. And my reasoning is because, sure, he's a backup center, but he kind of needs the ball in his hands to succeed in a way. Like, you know, it was agreed. You saw it for six years. We throw the ball in his high post, twenty-two feet out. He'd take the grossest, low, lowest percentage shot in the, in the NBA. A fadeaway twenty-three footer. But it was so get, it was butter every time. You could not get you could not get any worse of a shot than that. And sure, he mastered it. Sure, he was good at it. But um, he's not in his prime anymore. He doesn't hit that shot yeah, all the time. He's, he's not in his prime anymore. And I feel like we, you still need more defense, in my opinion. You can't you can't have enough defense and bringing in an, another old veteran is just not what I like. I saw Carmelo Anthony take 15. Yeah. Mid, I was going to say he kinda, a game. Like, I don't want another. Like he's, not, he's not as ball dominant as mellow in a way, but he's not as bad on defense as Cantor, but he has qualities of both. He yeah, needs the ball in his man. hands like mellow and he doesn't play defense like Cantor. And how much have we stated over and over how much we really hated that backup center power forward duo. So I agree. Yeah. Um, basketball standpoint, wouldn't it be the best move? But I think from a like a storyline standpoint and homecoming standpoint, I would welcome our Lamarcus back. I don't have hard feelings toward him. Are you one of the fans that oh, has hard feelings I mean, toward him? Hard feelings? No. I mean, he carried our team for years. It's, it's eight years ago. It's unfortunate because yeah. he left at the worst. Like we we can't play him. He didn't really play with any All Star or Brandon Roy. Sure. Okay, he played with Brandon Roy, and they they did good actually. But you know, yeah, but he never like really got to really play with Brandon Roy yeah, for whatever a period yeah, of time. But like injuries got in the way. He was loyal, and then it's just time to go. Like I don't blame him. You know, like you're not successful for that long. Time to move on. It's unfortunate that yeah, like uh, we in we in Portland kind of think we every player stays for their career, but that's just not the case in the NBA. Yeah, like Dame and CJ, of course, they start doing good like right when LaMarcus Soldiers leaves, which is unfortunate. But yeah, like I said, I have a soft spot in my heart for LaMarcus. If he came back on a vet min or something, you know, I wouldn't be like, oh my God, darn it. I obviously root for him and, you know, be happy about the situation, be glass half full about it, even though I don't really want him on my team in the back of my mind. But yeah, yeah it is what it is. I kind of have the same feeling as you. Um, one other backup center I would throw out there is DeMarcus Cousins. He's still available. Thoughts on him? Some people yeah. don't like him. His attitude is a little fishy. You know, I'm not, it's kind of a hot take, but I like DeMarcus. You know, he's, he kind I of agree. Dog, I, I don't have a mentality. His... Like, like he kind of, hmm. you know, he's a guy that gets some flagrants, push some people around. I <laughs> kind of flagrance? like that. Some, yeah, he, he really amps up your team, brings up the energy. And I feel like that's a thing money can't necessarily buy. It's, if you know what I mean, like money is for NBA players translates to skill, but like, mm -hmm. you know, well, DeMarcus Cousins is skilled, but he's also going to bring the energy. And you know, it kind of gives me a 
little Zach Collins, Myers Leonard yeah, vibes. Zach Collins, but like Zach yeah, Collins like, when he was getting into it with the Warriors that one year. You remember yeah, like, was Zach, that the game you were at? Yeah, that was. Yeah. Yeah, Zach Collins and Myers Leonard, they weren't like great NBA players, but you know, they like they really brought up the energy. And this might be a stupid take, but like I think they won us some games purely from just the energy they brought. Yeah, I mean, that's something DeMarcus Cousins can do. And he's also just a skilled backup center. Like we don't like he actually brings a little bit of defense. And he proved yeah. he's still NBA like worthy with his stint with the Nuggets last year. Yeah, like I rather have Demarcus Cousins down there as a backup center than Drew Eubanks. That's just the brutal reality. It's just... <laughs> yeah, I would agree. Um, but yeah, that 14th roster spot will be interesting. See if we do anything. I still think, I mean, Joe Cronin's got someone up his sleeve. He always does. I think we have one move left in us. Like he said how many guards we have, and he doesn't necessarily want to have that many guards. So it's something we've harped on the last month. So we won't talk. We won't just continue to drill you guys with that point but now that we do have an open roster spot it's an interesting discussion so i i want to pivot away from like the blazer specific content right now and kind of kind of talk a bit about like our own our future of rip city rundown we talked about it a little bit at the beginning we showed you the video but we are launching a website and we want to give you a little more details on just how the channel looks going forward I'll start with like the YouTube channel. When it comes to the podcast, we're going to continue posting once a week. And when the season starts, yeah. when the season starts once a week, maybe a couple more throughout the off season, we don't have really an off season schedule, but we'll post once a week, every Sunday. And at, at some point we'll come up with an exact time we'll be posting. So you guys know every Sunday we'll be doing our weekly roundup. Everything you need to know about the Blazers just once a week. And, and then we'll once post- we make the playoffs, once we will, we'll recap every game. So yeah, and even if if we get to a point where the Blazers are doing good, and obviously if there's an emergency thing we have to talk about, we'll make a podcast in the middle of the week. But we will always have that Sunday podcast, no matter what. Maybe more here and there if the Blazers are good, they're popping, whatever. We post our normal videos during the week, a couple a week. We just don't want to overload you guys with content because obviously we have our other content spots. But then we'll have our Instagram. That's where you'll get. The most information when it comes to the Blazers, including the Twitter, go follow there. They're on the top of the screen right now if you haven't followed already. Um, the Twitter, we're creating a nice community over there, especially over the last couple of weeks. And then, Cody, you're running the TikTok, and the TikTok is kind of going like that right now. A nice, a nice upward Yeah, trend. it kind of is popping off. You know, I'm not, I'm not a TikTok guy. When Musical.ly came out and all these, I don't know, girls in my high school are dancing to these <laughs> mu- music videos. I did not initially think that that would translate to um, what TikTok is today and, you know, a wide variety other than, you know, stupid dances, but not stupid dances. Some are cool. Anyway, what am I talking about? Yeah. A thousand followers, guys. We just hit a thousand followers on TikTok. Make sure you follow it. Um, you know, I'm. it's kind of hard during the off season to post some quality things, but it's working. But I'm super excited for the regular season to come out. We'll all post, you know, highlights from the games, any cool things that happen um yeah just stay tuned follow tiktok rip.city.rundown and yeah Yeah, so that's our social media roundup now to the main thing the merch the website coming in october we we are we've actually been working really hard on this behind the scenes figuring out how we want to go about this drop what we want to do and designs are still getting relatively like finalized we haven't finalized everything but we will have a hat. 
We will have a sweatshirt. We will have multiple shirts, including the Bad Shot shirt, the Rip City Rundown shirts, and probably one more shirt similar to the Bad Shot. We want more ideas about what we could do um, and stuff you would actually enjoy because we don't want to just have Rip City Rundown content because, or merch, because maybe you would want just a blazer shirt. And we want to get that out for you guys too. But this is something that we're going to have high quality shirts. We're not worried about the profit we get. We really just want to grow our brand. Like if we buy a shirt for 25 bucks, we will sell it for 26 and get $1 profit. We're not going to be selling it for 24 because we're not going to lose money for this because who would, but I think we'll be selling shirts somewhere in the 25 to $30 range, which is a solid price for a shirt. Any merch you go out there and see, they're selling it for like 28 to 35. So we want to go a little below that. Sweatshirts, I don't know what don't know what the market for sweatshirts is. I gotta do more research research yeah. on that. But yeah, like this is a huge step for us. And I I am very excited for when the drop officially comes. Yeah. Just thank you everyone. Anyone that has viewed our thing, our videos, listened on podcasts. Follow us on Instagram, like some TikToks. Just thank you anyone who has ever done anything in regards to our channel. Just thank you. And yeah. um, we'll move on to one last Blazer topic about just the standings. Or do you have any final thoughts about our brand? Anything more about the brand? When it comes to the website, it'll just be like articles. We'll be posting articles. West is really diving deep into that. He's obviously not with us. I don't know if I've mentioned that already um for this podcast we'll have our merch section obviously but i do want to say this will be a limited merch drop we don't want to we want to stay limited on the designs for now see the reaction from you guys and hope it's a great reaction i hope we sell out but again more details for that will be coming in the future and just follow the socials obviously for more information on that but yeah that's really all we have for the merch announcement section portion of the pod but yeah let's talk final thing you said standings kind of see uh, where the blazer stack up yeah i mean we kind of touch at least touch on this every po- summer podcast at least the last like three but just you know now that the jazz are out of the equation for being contenders you know just where where do you see the portland trailblazers in the standings not necessarily wins just spot oh did you lag or something did i like i don't just oh you lagged for just Um, a bit but i think we're fine but yeah where do we where do we stack up in the standings is basically what you said yeah you go first i want to hear what you have to say okay because so the jazz are out so yeah so i think there's four teams in the west that are for sure bottom feeders that is the spurs rockets uh thunder and jazz so that leaves 11 more teams for 10 spots you can go ahead and say the Warriors, the Clippers, the Nuggets, we'll throw Suns, Mavericks, Grizzlies are like Will we throw Suns though? Will we throw Suns though? We'll just throw them and we'll throw okay. them in there for now. All right. Six that'll be most likely guaranteed like playoff or plan spots. Then that leaves you, what's that, six and four? That leaves you five more teams. Blazers included in that, Timberwolves, Pelicans, Pelicans, Lakers, Lakers and mavericks yeah. then you have the kings i think we can boot the kings to the 11 spot i think they'll be All better right. than the four bottom feeder teams but they're not going to be good enough to crack that top 10 i don't think they make the plan so and okay. and this is my hypothetical situation that puts the blazers 
in the top 10. And I think they can finish anywhere from third in the West, genuinely, if they're firing on all cylinders, from third in the West to 10th in the West. If I had to put a realistic okay. spot, I'll put them at seven. I think they finish as a seven seed, maybe eight seed. That's my prediction right now. Obviously, teams can get hurt, get better, get worse. Okay, seven, eight. So that's seven, the... I say seven right now. I don't know who else is going around them because the West is so weird to predict right now, but seven, I feel like, is a good spot. Yeah, that's the, that's the winning side of the plan that would require us to only like, give us the advantage in the plan to move on to the playoffs. Oh my gosh, you know, there's so many question marks with this team. I with us West. I mean, I have no idea what the Kings are going to be like. I have no idea what the Lakers are going to be like. Like you go from you go from winning the championship to two years later, and now you are out of the playoffs. Like that. That's not even, and and you still have LeBron AD. That's the crazy part. It's just how that is insane. And then, like you could argue if they're firing on all cylinders, they are still championship contenders. Yeah, and then the T Wolves, like they're gonna probably be huge. The Pelicans surprised me. The Pelicans surprised me. And they got Zion coming back. And they, that's without yeah, it's so hard. Kawhi's coming back. It's so hard. <laughs> I actually completely forgot about Kawhi. Yeah, it's it's hard because I feel like one of the bottom feeder teams. Is gonna overperform, surprise everyone. Be kind of like a sneaky, like what the Cavs did last year. Yeah, get in the playing spot. But I also feel like two of you know these maybe not top teams like the Warriors are for sure going the playoffs. But like maybe Mavericks have injuries could happen. Just superstars, you never know. Last year happened to be the Blazers, but teams are gonna underperform. And yeah, that that puts Portland for me, like my humble self, like eight seed i want to go higher i want to be optimistic um but yeah the completely being non-biased I, I agree with you seven or eight is is pretty realistic um yeah and that would be a playing spot but give us that advantage that home court yeah and again like being the seven eight is not as bad as what it used to sound because like it used to be if you're the eighth seed you're going against the greatest team of all time in the warriors or one of the greatest teams of all time and it always felt like the eighth seed was always overmatched and never would win but we saw this year the eight seed pelicans gave the suns a run for their money in six and the timberwolves arguably should have won the series against the grizzlies yeah at the crazy. seventh seed crazy. and you look at the eastern conference side the hawks just made the western or eastern conference finals the year before and then they were the eighth seed and they talent wise are not that far off from the Heat, who are the one seed. And then the Nets, obviously, talent are fill- is filled with talent. And even though they got swept, you, if you go back, that's a pretty good series on paper prior to it. So the yeah. NBA has much more parity. It's not as top-heavy. It's just there's a lot of really solid teams that have high expectations. There's not a ton of trash teams. There's actually, like, I feel like it's either... There's no teams in the league right now that I feel like are... That just middle of the pack that... I have no no desire to go win a championship. Like I think for the Blazers, that was them for a while when they always got the eight seed. Like we never actually thought we could win the championship, but we weren't tanking. I feel like yeah. teams are either tanking or going for the championship. It's weird. Yeah, this is a weird approach to look at the NBA as a whole. But if you were to put the Blazers in the East, do you still put them at seven or eight, or do you put us higher? Um, I think that you got the magic, the Pistons, the Pacers, the Wizards. Like, I think the East is similarly stacked as the West, which I guess then puts the entire league as just stacked in general. But you got Milwaukee, Boston, Miami, 
Cleveland at this point, Philly. Yep. I'm missing teams, but I would probably put the Blazers at seven or eight as well. All right. Interesting. Just wanted to But see. then again, the Blazers have never been the best team on paper. We've always seen Damian Lillard led teams overachieve the preseason expectations. So it wouldn't surprise me one bit if this team was a five seed. Yeah. Heck, I mean, it would surprise me if we were the three seed, but I wouldn't be shocked. Yeah, so, everyone just projects the Blazers to not make the playoffs every single year. And what do we do every single year other than last year when Dame got hurt? We make the playoffs. So yeah. everyone stays sleeping. Everyone stays sleeping. It's the same crap every year, but yeah. it's annoying. But yeah, I don't know. Just no. hoping we can hoping we can surprise some people next year. But there's a lot of question marks on this team, which makes me really excited. Like it, if everything clicks with this team. We could be in, you know, the top. Three. Yeah, like this is the, this is the most I've been in tune with the Blazers offseason ever. Because obviously, I want to be in tune for this. I want to know what I'm talking about. But I think this is the team that, like, back when I was obviously like a younger fan and weren't didn't have social media and all that. Like, the first game of the season for me would be the first time I would know necessarily who's even on the team, like, yeah. and stuff like that. I f- I kind of get that same feeling this year. I know we say it all over, and again, we're going to repeat ourselves a ton over this offseason because we're just so excited for the season, but I don't know what to expect at all from this team. Like, Which is a good thing. That's awesome. Considering where we were last year. We always know yeah. what to expect. We always know we're going to be a bad defensive team. Dame's going to lead the good offense. Hopefully, we can get a top five seed in the West, and if everything goes right, we'll make it to the Western Conference Finals like we did in 2019. But even yeah. that year, like, even just Obviously last we, year, like like last year, I was like, sure, I was like, oh, I'm excited to go in the Bad vibes like, last year. But was I really excited? In the back of my head, I was like, not that pumped up because, oh, we got a new coach. Oh, yeah, but we still have Roko. We still have Norm. We still have CJ. It's the same team. It's the same team. Mix out with injuries. You're, you're toast, mate. You're toast. It's can, like, we t- can we talk about how bad the freaking norman powell gary trent jr trade was imagine if we still had gary trent jr that was brutal man that would be awesome but that's i don't want to even go down that road um that's negative nelly road we don't go down that (laughs) you just lagged for just a second but like not enough to where like you actually froze but you're what you said just you sped through it like it went fast that's weird it's kind of lagging today it's kind of weird anyway Uh, I think that's all we got for this podcast, guys. Again, we're going to be dropping podcasts one time a week. We're going to be dropping more videos, probably two or three more a week other than that. But again, follow the social medias, guys. And remember, the merch is dropping in October. So you've got to stay tuned. I know we're a month away, but that month will fly by and you want to make sure you do not miss any of that. And we hope you we hope you enjoy it and we hope you enjoy this podcast if you're listening on spotify make sure to give it five stars and if you're watching on youtube give it a like subscribe and comment if you're still listening at this point in the video cody give him something to comment because if you um, actually comment this on this video then then what by the way the thing you okay comment rip city rundown but no 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 comment rip city on they ass but the ass has three s's not two super important and what what's the winner get say it again say it again rip city on they ass three s's and if you do that 
then what, what do if you get? do that i'll re- i'll reach out to you on instagram and i'll give you a follow we'll follow you on instagram because we're not following that many people now we're looking, looking more professional okay wow so once we have a hundred thousand followers you'll still be that distinctive follower because you... we will follow you on instagram and dm you okay cool no <laughs> is that good that's terrible <laughs> I mean, actually, a follow on Instagram would be fine. Would be cool because you would be one of the followers. What, do you have a better idea? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, maybe one day we'll like give away this basketball, but that day hasn't come yet. So, what do they comment again? Because if you're commenting it again, we will give you the follow on Instagram. We'll like your comment, and we'll, we'll interact. We'll, we'll legit interact with you because we want to see who's listening this far and reward them. Rip City on they asked three S's. Three S's, guys. Three S's. Okay. We'll see you in the next video. Peace. Go Blazers.